from San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the impact stress can have on your libido at different times in your marriage. We've all been there. We know that stress impacts our lives. And I want to share with you this quote from Austrian-Canadian endocrinologist Hans Selye. And he said, it's not stress that kills us. It's our reaction to it. And here's a man that was known for studying stress. You know, it's like, you know, the father of stress studies and things like that. And, you know, he comes right out and says, it's not, stress is good and we need to have stress in our lives, but how we react to it. And I would even go so far, you know, it's not stress that kills our libido. It's how we respond to it and how mm. we work to overcome that stress. And I want to start out today's show sharing this hug from a listener and um, very much kind of ties in with the whole idea of stress. And I want to share this with you. She says, I want to start by saying that I have a love-hate relationship with your podcast. I started listening to your podcast about a year ago when I encountered some difficulty in my marriage and was searching for some guidance. Thus, I came across your podcast. I loved it at the beginning. However, I have to be honest. I do stop listening sometimes because I feel hurt listening to the two of you talking and not knowing if my marriage will ever be that will ever be like that. Here's somebody that's got stress in their marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and we know that many of you that listen to this show have a love-hate relationship with us. We've heard from you. We've heard comments like this one. And that's why I bring this up because we know that your marriages are not stress-free. We know that it impacts so many areas of your marriage, including libido. And that's what we're going to be talking about today because that's what's going on with me. And I'm pulling off the masks in today's show and getting real with you about what's been going on over the last couple of months in our marriage and, you know, just sharing what's been happening there. Before we get there, I want to just do a huge shout out to all of our new firefighter couple friends. We just spent the weekend in Chicago with them at Flame Fest and had an incredible time. Um, for those of many of them will be listening to this show, this will be their first One Extraordinary Marriage podcast that they listen to. So just thank you for opening us with uh, open arms. It was a real treat to be with all of you there in Chicago. For those of you that we got to meet last night in Columbus, at uh, it was we were at Macy's Pizza there in Gahanna. So thrilled to meet all of our fellow Buckeyes. We had an incredible evening with you. And we want to thank you for making the time to be with us mm-hmm. and uh, to just share the impact that One Extraordinary Marriage has had in your marriage. And for those of you that are still in Indianapolis and St. Louis, we are coming. We are coming to visit you. And we can't wait to see you. We're going to be in Indianapolis Wednesday night. That's tomorrow if you're listening to the show on Tuesday. Wednesday, July 16th, we will be in Indianapolis. They're at uh, Three Wise Men. Mm-hmm. Brewing Company. Brewing Company. And then Friday night, we are in Eureka 
Missouri at, is it Eden Community Church? Yep. There. Um, all of the details are at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash meetup. You're not going to want to miss this opportunity to connect. We're going to be doing giveaways. We're going to be taking selfies. You know, we're going to be having fun and just sharing and getting to meet all of you and um, having the opportunity to love on you. So we're so excited for those final two opportunities in the Midwest before we head back to sunny San Diego. Um, it's been a real treat being here and just looking forward for, to more. Yeah. Well, this is what we love to do. We love to connect with you in person. And so if, if you're in a part of the country that we haven't had an opportunity to come to, um, let's get in touch. See if there's a way that we can make it work for Tony and I to come out there and share the One Extraordinary Marriage message in your community or your area. Mm-hmm. We love doing that. So stress and libido. We are, this podcast is being recorded in July of 2014 and we have recently moved and the home that we moved out of, we had lived there for 10 years. It was like two weeks shy of being there 10 years. And one of my best friends is military. So she just kind of laughed at me when (laughs) she's a Marine Corps wife and, and she laughed when you know, I started talking about moving and everything that goes in with the move. And at one point in time, she calls me and she just says, Alisa, she goes, whether you're all packed or not, you're still moving at the end of your lease. Plain and simple. Like it, it's just, it has to come together. You don't have a choice. Right. And there were a lot of different factors that came into this move and just a lot of emotions from the kids. And, and it wasn't so emotional, like for Tony and I to say goodbye to this house. I mean, we were we'd been ready to move out of this home for a while. And so when the opportunity presented itself for us to move into our new home, we knew it was the right fit. So there was a lot of positive feelings going into this move. Well, and some of you have seen pictures on, on Facebook and Instagram and and Instagram. I mean, we have four bedrooms now, which is fantastic. We, We needed that fourth bedroom to be able to do what you are listening to right now in a place that we could set up as our own studio and spread out. Uh, another benefit, we found a, an awesome place with a pool here in San Diego. I love it. I mean, just for us, it, it's just amazing. And I mean, we see photos of many of our listeners and many of you guys, you know, who do have pools and man, totally get it now. It, it's just, it's wonderful and fabulous. Newer area, closer to the freeways, something that we both wanted, closer to shops and restaurants. And and so there's a number of reasons why we wanted to make that move. Let, that let me just sum up this move from Tony's perspective. Almost every morning he wakes up and he's like, I feel like we're staying at a vacation home. Mm-hmm. Just that just that sense of, wow, this is like everything we look for in a vacation house and we're living here. Yeah. And that's very much the way this place has been for us, even find, I mean, the way we found it, all of these kinds of things, it was just a very um, God inspired move. However, there's still all of the stuff that comes with moving, right? There's all of the packing there's logistics. There's one lease ending another lease starting and, and a control freak in a Lisa when it, this period of time happens, I am when, a self-professed control freak. When I'm she wants to control everything and everyone and what they're going to do and how they're going to react. 
And what Tony would like me to say right now is that I am not in control. <laughs> and it's really hard for me to even have put that out I, on the I can air. Tell. But because you're laughing. As I'm you say laughing it. and I had to close my eyes. I couldn't even say that with my eyes open, guys. It's very hard for me to to not have control. And so when I when I feel like things aren't in my control, and some of you both men and women are gonna be able to relate to this, your stress levels go through the roof. Which in turn impacts my stress level because I have to work around what's happening and gauging what's going on and how to talk to Elisa, as some of you can understand. I mean, th there are those times when I have to say words that are needed to be heard, and yet I got to say them in a way that she doesn't shut off or turn turn it down, but will listen. And I don't do that always perfectly, believe me. You've gotten a lot better. I mean, oh, yeah. this whole situation over the last couple of months has been a lot better than it could have been. Right. And and part of what happens when our bodies are under constant stress, you guys know this, systems start shutting down. Well, some of you may not know it. You may feel it, but you're not too sure what, what's going on. What's okay. really going on. So let's let's dive into that a little bit for folks so that they can understand what's happening as their stress level is rising and especially when it pertains to libido and sexual intimacy Let, let's explain this to them what's going on and so they have a better understanding what their body is doing so at a basic biology level i mean we were designed to handle stress it's the whole fight or flight response where you know when we're experiencing stress our body has a physiological reaction mm -hmm. and part of that is the release of hormones you know hormones control everything that's going on inside of us the hormones typically associated with that fight or flight response are cortisol and epinephrine which is another word for the adrenaline and so when we're in this constant state of stress be it from a move be it from financial stress be it from you know those of you that have sick children who are you know potentially chronically ill or in the hospital for an extended period of time, you're under stress. Your body is producing these hormones. And really, the more research I did on this, most of us live in a, in a state of constant stress just because our lives are so busy. And that's a podcast for another day, just talking about busyness. But all of these different things combine to put us in this state of constant stress. And so when we're in that state... And we have these very elevated levels of these other hormones. You know, I mean, we've got good hormones. You've got your testosterone and your estrogen and, you know, all of these sexual hormones. But we've also now elevated cortisol and adrenaline in our body. And so what happens is when those other hormones get elevated, they lead to impaired cognitive performance they lead to lowered immunity and inflammatory responses. So, you know, here's the thing, you know, we talk about having our comfort foods, you know, and, and I thought about this as I was preparing for this show. Great. We talk about comfort foods, but comfort foods mean that we're most likely eating junk. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And we're in this state of chronic stress. So our body isn't even processing food or digesting the way it would normally. And we're putting junk into the engine bad combination high fructose syrup oh, it's, it's everything it's you know chips and cookies and french fries and ice cream and alcohol and you know i mean whatever your comfort food of choice is 
you're putting junk into the engine that's already not running well because you've got these elevated hormones going on. Then you throw into the fact that stress messes with our cognitive function. So we're not thinking that's our mental as capacity, well. right? All the mental capacity. And, and for some of you, if you're like me, when I get stressed, my brain goes into overdrive. I can't shut it. Well, I won't say I can't. It's harder for me to shut it off. And when you're trying to get in the mood and your brain is going 95 miles an hour, it's very hard to get the interruption needed to get into a sexual state of mind. Let alone to even initiate. Uh, Because it's not even on the radar screen. Because I'm thinking, oh, you know what? I need to pack and I need to take care of this and we still have to do this and I have to call this person and I gotta, you know, we're having problems with this situation in regard to the move and this isn't going the way it was supposed to and da 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 And oh yeah, guess what? It's Tuesday. That would be the last day of Elisa's three days to initiate sex. But I'm exhausted, even though I'm running, you know, nonstop and I'm running on nervous energy when I actually do fall asleep for, you know, the brief, and there was a period of time there was, we were preparing for this move where I was down to probably four and a half, five hours, because I just couldn't get my brain to stay asleep. Mm -hmm. And, And I will have to say, folks, we, each of us handle stress differently. Mm -hmm. Believe me, during this same time period, I am dealing with stressors myself, you know, with the move and what we're preparing as well as running the business and doing other stuff. It's just how we handle stress and how we are able to relate to each other. So there, there is still a stress level yeah, on my to- side. Don't, it's don't not get like the I idea know. that Tony was stress-free during this entire time and right. wasn't doing anything. I mean, he, he was. I, it's, I, I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying, my husband sat back and had a beer by the side of the pool while I was packing up an entire house and coordinating the whole move. No. Not even close. What I'm saying, though, is because I had this perceived stressors, you know, inundated stressor. And, you know, some of it I brought on myself. Some of it, you know, outside forces that I could not control no matter how hard I tried. And I and tried there were, and there really, was really a, hard. There was that great message that our Pastor Jeanette gave um, the Sunday before we took off to head to the Midwest mm-hmm. where she was talking about you know, you cannot control everything. It was all about um, uh, who? Who are the two characters? I'm just I'm 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 blanking on uh, them. Uh, the two characters, uh, Samson and Delilah. Samson and oh yeah, That's I'm like it. which characters are we talking about? Right, and so just talking about that, and there was one point where she was bringing some stuff about control, and I looked at Elisa and. I very promptly told my husband he could face back forward and just listen to the message that he needed to hear, not the one that he needed me to hear. Anyway, we digress. We digress. Come back to the message that we're talking about. Uh, you know, the reality is, is that our bodies need rest and relaxation. They need to rejuvenate. They need downtime. And because of our chronic stress society, and I'm, I'm going to go so far as to say, 
as a society, we embrace this idea of stress. I mean, like, how are you? I'm stressed. It's kind of like the I'm busy thing, mm-hmm. you know? And yes, there's yoga and yes, there's meditation. And yes, there are all these amazing other things that you can do. But I would say the general population as a whole is not embracing stress reduction in their lives. Now, all of you that do practice stress reduction techniques, I'm not talking to you. So you don't have to send me an email, <laughs> an email saying, but I do. I got it. I know you do. I, we've got followers and people that we follow on Instagram that are listeners that are doing yoga and amazing poses. And I'm in awe of you. The thing is, in this space, in this season, in our marriage, my libido was non-existent. And not only was my libido non-existent, on top of that, stress messes with your menstrual cycle. So now I've got low libido, menstrual cycle all over the place, bad combination when it comes to the intimacy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Because I got all these things going on, I can't break the cycle in my head, and it adds another level of stress to our marriage because guess what? Tony and I have committed to the intimacy lifestyle. And I'm not carrying my weight. And I know it. I'm not oblivious. I know when I'm not carrying my weight. And that's hard. Because one of the ways that we connect is sexually. It matters to us. And I will tell you that I enjoy sex when we have it. I do. It's just sometimes the getting there part Mm -hmm. that is hard for me. And so as we were coming through this season, it's like, what's going on with us? Because here we are, we're so excited to be in this new house. And, and you know, it took us a couple of days to christen the new house. Come on, guys. I mean, it should not take us a few days to christen our house. And it did. It did. And I had to look at it and go, you know, very much like I shared with that um, iTunes review last week where Big Daddy Child said um, in his iTunes review, I had to start changing myself. Mm. And that's really what I had to look at because I started looking at what was going on, especially over the last month, really leading up to the move. And what happened? Well, I started eating a lot more of that comfort food. And I will tell you, no comfort in eating comfort food. It's like the momentary gratification and the long-term ungratification or dissatisfaction or whatever the negative is of that word. I wasn't exercising nearly as much as I had been. And things just weren't firing the way they were supposed to. And so you got to get back into what you know is right. Tony and I have, I mean, Tony and I have been doing the intimacy lifestyle. What is it like five years now? We're going on five years, four and a half. I think we're going on four and a half, five years. I don't know. It's been a long time. And we have seasons like this where there are things going on in our lives and it's gone back and forth where, you know, we've just had like, what's, there's been a lull, you know? And I, well, I won't say back and forth. I mean, it's usually me just because I am the lower desire spouse. I'm the low desire spouse, but I had to go back to what I know works. And so what is that for me? It's eating right. Mm -hmm. Okay. I need sleep. I do not function well on minimal sleep. And so I, I turned to homeopathic remedies. I have been taking melatonin to help me sleep. Do I use it every night? No. 
but if I felt high stress or if I feel like my brain is just kind of doing that like worrying Tasmanian devil thing, I will occasionally take melatonin. I also, that pool that Tony's talking about in our backyard. Okay. I don't like to be cold and I'm just going to say something. And some of you are going to laugh here in the next 30 seconds when you hear what I did. I don't like to be cold. Our pool water is probably somewhere in the vicinity of what, like 70, 75, Mm -hmm. give or take still too cold for this woman. So I had this dream one night after reading an, an article from another blogger talking about, you know, moms, get in the pool with your kids, get in the ocean with your kids, don't sit on the sidelines, be a part of the action, get in the water. Read that blog that night. I had this dream that I like went out and found a wetsuit. Now, for those of you that don't know, wetsuits like, what is it, neoprene? Yeah. Generally, surfers tend to wear them just to help keep their bodies warm in the water. Okay, I went out and I found a wetsuit to wear in my swimming pool. It was from a friend of ours. It was from a friend. It was on one of those deal Facebook groups. Many you ladies. But it's somebody that we've known for years through too through our Yeah, church. kind of a weird. I mean, it was definitely it was definitely a god thing how that all came to because I literally like I had the dream. I woke up, I had a conversation with Abby. She looks at me like I've got three heads. Like, "Really, mom, you're going to wear a wetsuit in the swimming pool?" That day I'm on Facebook. I see this post from a friend of ours going, "Yeah, it turns out I've got an extra wetsuit. You know, I'm looking to sell." It's the exact right size. I go try it on. I buy the wetsuit. That day I'm in the pool with my kids in a wetsuit. So ladies, any of you that say, oh, I'm too cold in the water. I get it. Find a solution. Okay. Do I look crazy wearing a wetsuit in my swimming pool? Sure. You know what? All my friends know I have a wetsuit. I've come clean with everybody. And now I've shared it with, you know, the next 10,000 people that download this episode of One Extraordinary Marriage. Here's the deal. I'm in the water and I'm moving my body. Okay. Not only am I moving my body, but I'm moving my body with my kids and my husband. Relieving some of that stress. Although we do need to just get in that pool. You and I. That's a whole nother podcast. Without the kids. We haven't gotten to that point yet. And we need to do that one. I think now that we've got the cover on the pool, it's going to help heat it up. You're moving in that direction. We're moving in that direction. Look for that Be- podcast later in the I summer. I will have to say, being in the pool with your kids sometimes is not stress-free. <laughs> Seems to be... No, I'm going to the exercise part of that, okay, that good. equation. I'm I not talking. Yeah, I mean, when they're hanging on you and dragging you under and doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, what, what I'm trying to say is, you guys know how to break the cycle of stress. You do. Every single one of you listening to this show knows what works for you because you've had period of time in your life when you've been stress-free. Mm-hmm. Okay. For some of you, it's yoga. For some of you, it's meditation. For some, it's taking a long walk and just thinking through whatever it is. For you, others, I mean, it, it could be just that early morning wake up when you're reading your Bible or in prayer, or you have it on your phone and you're just listening to it while you're walking. For me, it's me getting on my bike. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a big one for me. Even if it's just a, a quick hour-long ride, it, it just gets me out and stops my mind from wandering and overthinking things and allows me just to focus in on something else. And the last point I want to make in you know, my way of coming out of all of this low desire, high stress situation is in all of this, 
you've got to honor the commitment that you made to your spouse. See, when Tony and I decided to start the intimacy lifestyle four and a half, five years ago, like you know, we I wish we had that exact date somewhere. But when we decided to do that, we didn't know that we would be sharing this with all of you guys. We didn't know the impact it was going to make on our marriage all these years later. What we knew is that we were going to start this and we were going to, tr- we were going to try. I mean, at that point in time, it was just like, let's try this. Right. Like we got nothing to lose. Let's see how, if this will work in our marriage. And it did work. And the cool thing is, is that many of you, many of you have implemented it in your marriage and have seen and have been able to experience the benefit mm-hmm. of doing the intimacy lifestyle in your marriage. And that's why even in spite of this season of very, very low, I'm going to say virtually non-existent libido, I didn't stop with the intimacy lifestyle. Yes, maybe I'd get to Tuesday night and it was more like a quickie than anything else. But it was still there. You know, I still kept trying. I didn't give up because it wasn't convenient for me right now. I didn't give up because you know what? I really don't feel like this and I don't care, Tony, if that's the one of the ways that we connect. I'm not doing that because you know what? I don't feel it. No, I said, you know what? I don't feel it. And yet this is my husband and I made this commitment to him and he knows what's going on with me. He knows the place where I'm at. He knows what I'm struggling with. And he knows that when I get there in that mood, when I can break through the whirling dervish in my head, I'm actually going to enjoy it and it will be good for me. And as a husband or the high desire spouse in this instance, I honor Elisa and understand that every single time we have sex, it's not going to be right now a long drawn out, foreplay, oral sex, you know, long-winded, different positions type of a lovemaking session. Would I love it? Sure. Is that where we are right now? No. So I honor Elisa in this moment, in this phase of where we are and enjoy, even if it's for a quickie, three minutes, four minutes, Whatever it may be, I enjoy that and honor her and our marriage and not put on a pouty face or gripe, well, geez, it was only three minutes. No, it was three minutes and it was this, it was just amazing. And I will say that. And hearing that when I'm in a season when I'm struggling goes a long way to moving me through that season. Because I'm not dealing with the additional stress of feeling like a failure, feeling like I've let him down, feeling like I'm not holding up my end of the bargain. I mean, you could throw any type of negative feeling in there. And I would add to my stress level and get myself into a negative mindset, a negative head game. And he's not doing that. He hasn't done that. He's loved me where I am. And with what I'm going through on my side of things, how I'm processing stress, not that he doesn't have his own stress. It looks different. His stress definitely doesn't affect his libido. 
<laughs> there are times when there are nice. times not in the current season you know fortunately right. we're not both low libido at the same time but all that's to say is you can make it through seasons of stress and low libido it's not the thing that's going you don't have to let it destroy your sex life so that you end up in a sexless marriage that's a choice a sexless marriage, when it happens, is a choice. We are making the choice in the season of high stress and low libido to keep working, to keep connecting with one another as I am able to right now to the point that I can, but I'm not going to give up on the connection that I have with Tony. And I don't want any of you, when you're in that season, to give up on the connection with your spouse. It's too important. The physical touch aspect of it, of being held, of being loved and cared for, is too important for your well being to pass that up, to say, not this time, to say, not tonight, I'm not able. You've got to stay engaged with your spouse. Yeah. I think we're going to end it there, guys. You know, if you're, if you're, you're dealing with some stress and it's impacting your libido realize you're not alone you're not alone we're right there with you and we know through the suggestions we gave you here today that they work and if you start implementing those in your marriage and in your life you can experience the sexual intimacy you desire so go out there Don't let stress destroy you. Don't let it take away all that happiness that you can have with your spouse. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week.